Rio Rancho Radio 92.9. We are brought to you this morning by United Plumbing and Heating, TJ's Evergreen Herbal Market, and Pam Harris's Pequail Realty. All Rio Rancho businesses, it is time to find out what is going on in the City of Vision with our Mayor, Greg Hulk. Good Sunday morning, Mayor. Good Sunday morning, and we are officially in the month of December. Yeah, wow. It's crazy how how this year has gone by, and uh, as we get into December, we'll tease a few things out. We'll be talking about uh, the things that are coming up, because uh, coming up first of the year we've got local elections coming up so we'll we'll touch base on those throughout the month of December and we'll talk about some of the uh, things going on around the city in December but December gets a little bit quiet because everybody's kind of on vacation and everybody's focused on getting Christmas and Hanukkah and all of that stuff and all the different things that people celebrate so it's just that time of year when things slow down a little bit because everybody's focus has changed but the city continues to move along we continue to operate we continue to have public safety and we continue to fix stuff as it breaks and And try to get stuff done people are applying for permits to build things and new businesses and absolutely yep keep everything going keep everything moving keep everything trucking along until we get to the new year and then we kick off the new year and then all the events start over again (laughs) (laughs) but you know it's uh, I notice as each year progresses, sometimes you change things. You make you, you learn. Well, we did this, and this worked, and this maybe this didn't. So we're going to do this more and that less. And right. You refine the events. Absolutely, and it's a constant, ongoing process to make our events better and to make sure that as many people as possible can come out and enjoy the events. So absolutely, always great, always yeah. great. Well, we got a few things to talk about, Derek. We always say not a long show, but yeah, it turns into a long show. But I got a few road updates we're going to give and then i've got some updates on some stores that we've been talking about Ooh. and uh, kind of give you a quick update there so a lot of people have asked the questions you know when sprouts coming because we've announced that sprouts is coming to plaza and enchanted hills and if you've been up in plaza and enchanted hills you see some some work going on in front of sprouts where they've got the, the sidewalk or all torn up and they've dug into the parking lot to bring in certain utilities, I'm sure. But this is just a quick update that we have issued their what we call a demo permit. So they're in there demoing the building. So that means that they're coming. And it won't be long before we'll see that sign go up on the front of the building that says Sprouts. So we're very excited about that. And basically, they've submitted also for their tenant improvements as well. So those permits are in the process. The city's moving those things along. And we're uh, trying to keep them on pace and help them get that started up as soon as possible. But I do hear some of the chatter online. When is this happening? When is that happening? And and different things like that. And there's some things that are in, in our control. Control. Issuing permits is one of those things that we have control over. Uh, when they get their applications to us and stuff like that, that's something we don't have control over. So we've got to kind of wait for them to bring that stuff forward. And, of course, it's their money, not ours. So we have to wait and do it in their timeline. Uh, but I'm sure that now that they've started spending money and doing what we call tenant improvements, they'll start moving along pretty quickly on getting that store up and running because the sooner they can get it up and running, the sooner they'll be doing business. So that's really going going to round out Plaza Enchanted Hills over there for it's a some nice anchor. Yeah. It is. It's a great anchor. So we're very happy to have Sprouts coming into the market. So we want to make sure we welcome them by just really hitting that store hard when they open up. I bet the day they open, there'll be a line 
Oh, probably yeah. be a line down the street to get it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So we'll be very excited about that. And as they get closer and closer to announcing, they'll start announcing timelines. But I do know that there is demo work going on in the building. That is them working in there. So that's good news. And I'm sure everybody will be excited about that. And then the other one I get a lot of questions about is when is Market Street coming, which is the store down by Rust Medical Center between Cabazon and Rust, right mm-hmm. there on the 65 acres known as the Village. Yeah, they've got it all plowed. They do. They've got yeah. all the grading, all the infrastructure is in there now, and it's my understanding that they've come in for what we call grading and drainage permits so that they can go ahead and get ready to grade the whole property to what they need for the foundation, for the parking lot, and stuff like that. The basic grading is just where they go and level the land off. Now they'll grade and level it to what they need it to be for or the infrastructure that they're going to put in to operate a grocery so, store. So the water in the parking lot will run to the drains. And exactly, stuff like that. exactly. And of course, with a store of that big, there's a lot of engineering that goes into the parking lot. I know a lot of people think, yeah, you just level some area off, put down some asphalt, but that's not really the way that works. There's a number of parking spaces they have to do, and then there's also landscaping that has to happen, and all of this goes together with the draining and making sure that the runoff doesn't cause problems somewhere else. So a lot of work that goes into actually designing that, but that is moving forward at this point in time, and we hope to see them out there moving dirt and maybe setting concrete forms soon and it's just like when they get these development companies in there that start building your construction companies they tend to move pretty quickly right once they get going yeah once because look at raising canes mm-hmm. i mean they demoed that building got the road torn up they're starting to pour the new entranceway to that property and the building's already gone vertical already and you know they poured the foundation Got the walls up, putting the roof on it right now. I can't help but wonder, I know you didn't do it for this reason because you didn't know about it at the time, but would this Market Street have come had you not widened West Side? I don't know. That's a good question. You would not have been able to handle the traffic. You probably wouldn't. And there's actually going to be some more widening of Unser that comes along with this because one of the things that's going to happen is there'll be a left in off of Unser. When you talk about southbound, Mm -hmm. there'll be actually a left in through the median that about halfway through that Mm -hmm. property that'll give people access to that property there. Makes sense because you don't have to go make a U-turn. Correct. Correct. And then there'll also be what's known as a deceleration lane or a decel lane, what you and I might refer to as a right-hand turn lane, okay, so that you'll pull in so that when you slow down to make your right-hand turn, you're not not blocking traffic, right? That makes sense. Chick-fil-A has a very large one, but because Raising Cane's going to go in there, we're going to have to expand that lane because to handle more traffic to get in there. And I remind everybody, Raising Cane's, when they open up, being on this corner like this, there's going to be some traffic snafus in the beginning. So at the right time, we'll start talking about, okay, you need to be safe when you go into this area. For a short period of time, there'll be a lot of activity at that location, right? Right, so it could back up into the intersection. Just like it was when Chick-fil-A went in there, just like it did when, when Stripes went in, just like it did when Dutch Brothers went in. There was just a ton of activity around those openings because people were excited. And you've heard in the recent news that In-N-Out Burgers is coming to Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. They're finally announcing that they're coming into the Albuquerque market. Right. And yes, Rio Rancho's in that Albuquerque market. Now, have they selected any sites up here yet? Not to my knowledge. I get a lot of questions. Is, is In-N-Out coming to Rio Rancho? I would assume that they'll look through the Rio Rancho area for locations if they find one that maybe will be part of that deployment plan. But I don't have any confirmation of that.
once they get settled in and people figure out the traffic patterns that those things create, yeah, the traffic patterns it typically, yeah, solves itself. It settles into a certain pattern because people realize that those things are there. And when they you start, go, yeah. you, they start shifting their drive patterns. Then it really does settle in. Once all the engineering goes into place, they try to solve as many problems as they possibly oh, can sure. with these restaurants from a traffic basis. So it's not just plunking one down and not looking at what that impact is going to be. For example, with Raising Canes, you're going to notice one of the big changes right off the bat was the city required them to move that driveway further east that used to be right there for Brenda's Mm -hmm. when you pull in there because that driveway was almost instantly right there. Right at the intersection. At the intersection. So this driveway has been moved back real close to where Christian Brothers is. So that gives a little bit more room for people to get through the turn and then get into that right-hand turn lane or what we call a deceleration lane to try to move some of that traffic out of that way. But invariably, yeah, you're going to see some backups when this thing opens up and we'll have some traffic controls out there to try to help mitigate any problems that might be created. But those things are on their way. And that is great growth and development for the city of Rio Rancho. We love it because people are always looking for different options, different restaurants, different flavors, and we're really starting to attract those various different options. So, good stuff. Yeah, I still remember. You know, I grew up in California where In-N-Out Burger started, and they used to say, In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger's all about. I still yes. remember that. Yeah. See, that's good marketing. I that still is. remember that after all these years. That is. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, and if they did come to Rio Rancho, we'd welcome them with open arms. Absolutely. Oh, I so. used to love it, yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. You never know. They know Nothing, we're here, right? They know we're here. Okay. Exactly. That's what's, what's important. They do know we're here. <laughs> okay. And there's 100,000 people up on the hill. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> And I will tell you, one thing that we've proven with restaurants is we do have to talk to some of these various different site selectors to show them that, hey, if you do put a restaurant in Rio Rancho, it's probably going to be successful because people will go there. Mm-hmm. Even though Rio Rancho is very spread out, it's hard for them to meet their numbers as far as being in a populous area. But I think where they would do really well, they would do really well up in Enchanted Hills. They do really well along the Southern Boulevard oh, corridor. Yeah. And I think you, they do really well anywhere along the 528 corridor. Well, in, along Southern, you pull from west side of Albuquerque. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I think you would do that anyway. If I've always said, Derek, that there's a few different restaurants that you could put them out behind the volcanoes and they'd still yeah. <laughs> they'd still be packed every night, right? I remember for the longest time, I talked to their site selectors on a few different occasions, almost, almost decided they were going to come to Albuquerque and then they backed out and that was Joe's Crab Shack. Oh. You yeah. know, they were very popular. Texas Roadhouse is one of those that you can put just about anywhere and they're going to be packed yeah. every night, right? People know... It's a destination. Exactly. Exactly. It's a good atmosphere and people have fun with their dining experience because eating out needs to be not only good food, but experiential. And that's what people are looking for. So a lot of great things happening. And once again, I'm still teasing new announcements as they're coming along, but we're seeing a lot of positive growth. Nico Ortiz is the owner of Turtle Mountain. He's expanding his operation up in Enchanted Hills, moving his entire process up there to the Enchanted Hills facility. So they'll be brewing up there. So they'll do the brewing up there, and that'll allow them to open up more space on the 36th Circle Mm. location and offer more services there. So there's a lot of stuff going on, people that are investing right now and doing a lot of growth stuff that's happening. And you look at, I was up at Plaza Enchanted Hills this past week. And the block is coming along really nicely. 
you know, it's interesting, Mayor, that people are making these investments and everything, even with the high interest rates. You think if those interest rates come down, we're booming now. Right. You know, if the interest rates come down, you'll see even more. Well, and even with the interest rates up the way they are, you're seeing these businesses moving forward because they're starting to really realize the value that they find in Rio Rancho. There's still a lot of value from various different levels, property taxes, et cetera, et cetera. They're moving to New Mexico. They're moving to Rio Rancho. Cost of living is lower here by several points lower than the national average. They're looking at us from a low crime perspective because we have low crime. They're looking at the investments that the city's making in infrastructure, meaning all the roads that we're replacing and all the roads that we're repairing, that we're investing in ourselves more than ever before. Then that's something that I set out to do in 2014 is to invest in infrastructure and do it in a responsible way that didn't incur massive amounts of debt, right? And improve on the quality of life of the city of Rio Rancho. Those goals for me have not changed. Those are the things that I have focused on. That's why you've seen the new senior center. That's why you've seen the orthopedic center of excellence. That's why you've seen Campus Park. That's why you've seen the new library and uh, community center up in Enchanted Hills, which, by the way, that thing is programmed from open to close just about every day. That is quickly becoming one of the most used facilities in the city. And so I'm very proud of that investment. I'm very proud of what we did there because that's something that Northern Rio Rancho needed and had been asking for for a long time. And we're going to continue to move along those lines. If the governing body continues to support me, then we're going to continue to move in that direction. So it's good stuff. Yeah. It's good stuff. But with that, I do want to move quickly into some road repairs okay. uh, or road replacements. We've already talked about these, but I want to make sure everybody knows that we're kicking them off. And we've got Quantum, Laser, and Vortex. Now, this is all over there by the police department. Mm-hmm. So if you work in that area, if you're at U.S. Cotton, if you're at the school district, if you're at Independence High School, if you're one of the businesses that are in there, if you need to get to the police department, this is one of those areas that has needed to be replaced for a long time. There's a lot of infrastructure going in there. So Quantum, Laser, and Vortex. And if you know Quantum, it connects on 528 and goes over to Northern. Right. And then, you've got the AMREP building off to the side. Exactly. There. And then you've got Laser and Vortex are the two streets that connect to it that shoot over to Northern as well. Mm-hmm. So, And you've got a lot of employers back in that area that do a lot in the city of Rio Rancho. So if you're working in that area, be aware that on December 11th, the road work begins. Mm-hmm. Now, this is going to be water line replacement, infrastructure replacement, the whole nine yards. This is a complete reconstruction of these roads. Okay, and so those are kicking off. And then we've also been talking about pyrite. Now, yes. that's that's in the same area. Mm-hmm. As you go up Rockaway, pyrite runs right by the fire station there. Mm-hmm. And pyrite goes from Northern Boulevard all the way across Rockaway and then all the way back up to the old site where the old Shining Star preschool was. Okay. Right. Now. That it's a, kind of a residential street, but yes. it's a through street. Very so. well. It's not. Yeah, no. It's very much residential, yeah. but it does let you out onto Northern. Right. Exactly. That project is starting on December fourth, so it starts tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. Okay. Beware. But yeah. So that. But that one I remember. Besides cracks, it was just worn down. Oh yeah. Make no mistake. Let me say this very clearly. Every road in Rio Rancho is a target for replacement or repair. Everyone. There's not one that we've, quote unquote, forgotten. They're all out there. I talked to you about this a couple of weeks ago through the crack patch program where we cut out 
a section of street, recompact underneath where the crack was, and then put new asphalt back down. That's a process that actually takes a little bit of effort. I think what people want us to do sometimes is just throw asphalt in the crack and pack it down and hope that that works. That is an epic waste of money. I'm just going to say it. It's an epic waste of money. You can go out there and you can blow some of the dirt out and then drop some asphalt in that crack and think that that helps. And it might for a day or two, but as soon as you get rain, ice, cold, or just traffic going over it, that's all going to pop out of there. And then it's going to damage your windshield if it gets cut, it gets up in the air high enough to where you can hit it with your windshield. And so we want to do things in a way that actually buys us some real time. In the crack patch that we're doing, we're finding that so far, some of the crack patch we did eight years ago is still holding up. And so that's really bought us a lot of time, understanding the fact that we don't have the money to repave every road in the city all at once. It's a $1.5 billion problem. I've talked about this. And even if we did have the money, we wouldn't have the resources to repave it all in one day. So anybody that's out there that's going to be campaigning saying, oh, I'm going to fix this and I'm going to make it better. Well, OK. Well, I guess if you can convince every construction company to come to town at once and you raise everybody's taxes to where they start foreclosing their houses, I guess... Then you could do it, right? I guess if that's what you want to try to do. But the reality is, is that what I've done is I've grown the economy through bringing businesses, through growing our revenues, and not by just imposing willy-nilly taxes on everybody. So I've said this time and time again on the show. In 10 years, we've raised the GRT in the city. In 10 years, we've raised it one-eighth of one percent. And that's not really money that went back to the city. That's money because we had to do it because the state was taking money through through this process called hold harmless. So they were actually drawing money back. We had to replace those revenues. Now that we have the internet sales tax in place, we're actually growing our revenues even more and we're actually cash funding roads. So I guess if you're a candidate and you're running for office and you're saying, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. I guess the first question I'd ask is whose credit card are you going to put that on? (laughs) Well, that'd be the question to ask the candidate. How would you pay for that? Right. Are you going to take it from police? Yeah. Are you going to take it from fire? Or are you going to put it on the credit card? Or are you going to put it on the backs of the citizens? And right now, with the economy the way it is and with the inflation being what it is, you know, I was listening to a report the other day. Online sales for Cyber Monday were up 10% over the previous year. And my question is, is yeah, that's still less than inflation. So your total sales might have been more in, in a cash volume. But did people receive the same amount of value for that dollar? Was there more merchandise sold? The answer to that is no. It was less merchandise sold Just at a higher more. price. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, because everything's costing more right now. Correct. Yeah. You've got people that are struggling with budgets. You've got people that are struggling on fixed incomes that can't afford massive tax increases. This is why we have to be systematic and methodical about how we're doing stuff. There is a way to do it. It just takes time and patience. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we live in what I call an instant soup society. I want it now and I want it today. And when I'm done with it, I'm not going to try to fix it. I'm just going to throw it away. So instant soup disposable. You skipped one thing. I want it now and I want somebody else to pay for it. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) So what we're doing is we're growing the economy organically and not doing it through these tax increases. Now, the road bond that we've had in place, we've not raised the amount on that in the 10 years or eight years that it's been in place. And uh, we haven't asked for the taxpayers to give us more money because we want to live within our means. Now, we're getting less value for that road bond today than what we were six years ago because of the cost of inflation. And so many expensive things have gone up. And understand 
that when somebody comes up to you and says, well, I can do this and I can do that, you've got to ask, how are you going to pay for it? Because cities don't get things for free. <laughs> we, no. we, we, you get your money from us. <laughs> right. right, exactly. And so the answer to that is I'm going to get into your pocket, and that's not a good answer. So we're going to continue to work methodically. But here, we've got a couple of roads coming forward. Some of the money from this has come from road bonds, and some of it's come from cash reserves that we've been waiting patiently and saving up for so that we could pay cash for and not finance it on the credit card, if you will. And so Quantum Laser and Vortec kick off on 12-11, Pyrite tomorrow. So if you're in that Vista Hills area, here comes the work, right? Those barrels are about. Absolutely. And speaking of tomorrow, I want to mention that the library at Loma, Colorado is having a winter open house Monday the 4th, which is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it's from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. This is always a fun time. And it is a library open house at the Loma, Colorado Library, which is on Loma, Colorado Boulevard. Easy to find there. And there's going to be music, arts and crafts, refreshments, and hot drinks like hot chocolate and ciders. So good stuff like that. Non-alcohol. Okay. (laughs) Not if when you say cider. I I think of apple cider. I do. Carrie and I love to do spiced cider this time of year. We go and get the mulling spices. And I love a good mulling spice. And I don't know if you've ever done this before, but you put it in one of those T-ball strainers that you put the mulling spices in there. Put your apple juice or your apple cider into a teapot and then put those mulling spices in there and then turn that on and boil that up until your tea spices are done. Then pour it into a cup over a stick of fresh cinnamon. And there you go. The mayor's cooking tips seem to be quite popular. The episode we did on uh, how you cook your turkey for Thanksgiving was very popular on Spotify. Well, there you go. And I do want to remind everybody, if you don't have time to listen to the whole show today, I normally do a plug for my podcast, but just go out to Greg Hull, Mayor of Rio Rancho podcast, and it'll come right up. It's a free listen. It'll ask you to download the app, but you don't have to. And so if you have a podcast app that's on your phone or anything like that, you can just play it right there. And my phone connects to my car. So it's nice that when I want to listen to a podcast, not necessarily my own, I do listen to my own from time to time just to hear how I sound to everybody, mm-hmm. you know. That's but, a good idea. Yeah. You know, just in, and make sure I'm saying stuff that I feel is relevant. Because <laughs> this is not scripted. I think right. a lot of people think this is scripted, but it's really not scripted. No, we have talking points that we want to talk about, but no when I got my degree in radio and TV, one of the things they tell you to do is to record your program and listen to it, whether it's a DJ show or this type of program. It's not narcissistic. It's so you can hear how you sound right. to the people listening to you. Absolutely. So we've got all this stuff done. So if you didn't have time to listen to this particular show this morning because you're off to church or somewhere, then go back and listen to it on the podcast. And we would ask you to please share it out onto your social media so that more people know about it, because it's important people understand that when road construction is happening, I'm trying to talk about it here on this show so that we get it out. I'm talking about it everywhere I can. Quantum laser and Vortec, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a lot of roads. Oh, yeah. And it's going to take us from about 45 major roads that we've done to about 46 seven major roads, 40, 48 that we've done. And then you add pyrite in there. We're getting close to 50 major roads that we've done in the last eight years. So we've done a lot of work. We've deployed a lot of resources and we're doing what the people are asking us to do. We're fixing the roads. But with that being said, we do have the Loma, Colorado open house, the Loma, Colorado library. This is a lot of fun. They do a lot of crafts there for the kids. 
And I remember one year, and I've told this story before on this show, they were making snow globes one year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the snow globes were full of glitter. Uh-oh. And my granddaughter decided to do a snow globe, and she filled that bad boy up with glitter. Uh-huh. Well, that made it to the back of my car. Oh, no. Yeah. Let's see where this is going. Yeah, and then that snow globe started, uh, it got opened up, mm-hmm. and it snowed glitter all over oh. the back of my car. I like to never got that vacuumed out of there you know just glitter was embedded into everything (laughs) and you're driving home and they're in the car seat in the back and you hear you hear click and uh uh-oh you're like, oh, no. <laughs> I remember. Uh, but that was a lot of fun. But they, yeah, made snow globes. And uh, I've seen them do a lot of very different fun holiday arts and crafts that they do over there. So go over there and check it out. It's tomorrow night. It kicks off at 530, runs till about 730. And I'm going to try to do a flyby over there myself just to say hello to everybody and shake a few hands and maybe maybe do a craft myself i've done that i've done that where i pull up a chair and do a little craft i've done a few of those along with cooking i enjoy doing arts and crafts from time to time so a lot of different fun things that we do one more thing before we get out of here i do want to give a shout out to the cleveland storm i know that disappointingly they lost the state championship but i want to say congratulations on a season well played the cleveland storm did an amazing job rear rancho high school did an amazing job too because it came down to Cleveland playing Rio Rancho as to who was going to get to the state championship. Yeah. So Cleveland beat Rio Rancho, and then La Cueva was who they were up against. And it was cold and it was chilly on that Saturday. Oh, we yes. forgot to talk about it last week. But bless the hearts of those coaches and staff members. And remember, it had snowed that morning until like there 10 was o'clock. About four inches of snow on that field. Yeah. And they got out there and plowed that field so those kids could play that championship game. Now, it was cold. Yeah. Uh, don't get me. Wrong. It was cold, but they did a great job out there. We certainly appreciate them. And then also just a shout out to our city staff that helped put on our Winterfest parade this past Friday. I hope if you didn't get a chance to go out to it this past Friday, we had Winterfest parade on Friday the 1st. It kicked off. The parade kicked off at six o'clock. We had the fireworks. It was a little overcast, but, you know, it wasn't as bad as that one year where I did have to cancel it. And it was sleeting, snowing, sleet. I mean, it was just it couldn't decide whether it wanted to sleet or snow or rain but it was an alternate just one thing and we had to cancel that and uh, i've only had to cancel the one parade but we still had a lot of fun friday night Winterfest, and so thank you for everybody that participated in that and thank you for all the staff members that helped get all that set up because they do work hard and thanks to all the vendors that came out as well so it was it was just a ton of fun but that being said derek i think that covers it and so gonna let everybody get on with their sunday i'm gonna get out of here get to church so go out there make it a great day and god bless